right, welcome back, my good people. This is We Are The Scenario. Now, for those who are joining us for the first time, we welcome you with open arms and implore you to join in the conversation when you feel the need. Now, this week, we'll be interviewing Sir Robert Dusa, founder of Tobacco Use Prevention Education and a program specialist for the OUSD. And we'll also be interviewing the fabulous Cindy Gonzalez, co-founder at Trial Trail for Humanity, Fighting for Human and Social Rights. She also represents Toupee as a mentor and counselor in OUSD as well. So we thank you and welcome you to the show. Now, before we go any further, I'd like to welcome some of the other people that joined us um, from Ujima to the show. Some of our students based out of San Jose, California. Some of them are in college now. And I just want to thank you and give you big love for doing that. Thank you, Mrs. Nicole Vidal, for allowing your students to join in. And now, further ado, I'd like everybody to get a chance to introduce themselves. And uh, we'll get started. So we'll start with uh, Ms. Maya Beard. Hello. Um, I attended Andrew Hill High School. I graduated in 2015. Um, I'm a senior now, communication disorders major and nursing, and I minor in deafness. And I plan on graduating uh, spring of 21. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Stacy, you want to introduce yourself to the people? Uh, yeah, Stacy Younger. Um, first year with Toupe, working with Robert and all of you guys has been cool. Uh, originally from Michigan, moved out to California in 96. Uh, before that, Virginia and a bunch of other states, but uh, background in computers and business. Um, so kind of try to make that work with what I'm doing here and try to inspire the kids to do something greater than what they've been doing. Thank you for that, Stacey. Ms. Maggie B., why don't you introduce yourself to the people? Hey, everyone. My name is Maggie. Um, I also work with Tupe. Um, I just started, so I'm new, but I'm really excited to be working with everyone here and to get to hear a little bit about everyone today. Uh, thank you for that, my dear. Now, I'm going to try this, and I think I almost got it right, but I would like to... Juwan Anyangwe, did I say that right, my dear? Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Well, I'm Angie Wong, but people call me Gigi. And um, wait, what was the question again? I forgot. Just introducing yourself, that's all. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's my name. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, we also have a Kanisha Ephraim. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, um, I might break up, I might be cutting up, but um, I'm going to say this pretty quick. So my name is Kenesha um, Ephraim. I was invited by my sister Nicole, and I work in the health field, and I have two teenage daughters. They're on here as well. So um, I've definitely been dealing with them in this COVID and having to have these teenagers at home and nothing to do and still having to go to the hospital and work at the same time. But I'm definitely glad to be here and I'm excited to join. Thank you so much for that. Uh, speaking of the fabulous Mrs. Vital, Sister Nicole, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the people and let them know what you're doing, where you are. So I'm Nicole. I also go by Sister Nicole. So some of these are my youth on here. I work for Ujima Dalton Family Services, which uh, works with the African youth in five San Jose high schools. And I also work in hospice as a bereavement counselor. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that, Mama Vital. And last but not least, Lizzie. Well, not last. We still got a few other people, but Lizzie, <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, like you said, my name is Lizzie. I was um, I'm a senior in high school still. I was meant to graduate on June third, but right now, what's happening? I'm just at home and doing all that kind of, just chilling. I'm still like you supporting me through everything, so thank you for that. And Jamel, want you to let the people know who you are, good brother. Oh, oh, okay, I'm back. My name is Jamel. I work for Toupay, working in the middle schools, uh, doing drug prevention and all that cool stuff through media and other outlets. All right, now that everybody's introduced, and uh, we all got a feel for who's. Uh, in the room, uh, I'm going to get to questioning for uh, Miss Cindy and Mr. Robert. So first off, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, you know, ladies first, uh, can you each say a little bit about what you do in youth development and mental health and how it's being affected by this current situation? Yeah, so I'm also with Toupay. I've been with Toupay for about four years or so, um, working in both middle schools and high schools. And um, did you say what am I doing or what's happening? What was the other part of the question? Oh, no, what do you do in uh, youth development health and how it's being affected by yeah. this current situation? So um, something that I really just want to highlight, you know, I know that we're, we are in a pandemic in this quarantine state, right? And um, what I'm seeing with the kids, I'm also a parent. So I have three teenagers. I have uh, a preteen who's 11, and not only do I see it firsthand at home while I'm working remotely two jobs, but also like with the youth that I've been trying to engage, right? And I say trying because what is happening is that a school for kids has been like a coping place, right? So a lot of kids that we work with, we're talking about kids that we work with, we're talking about kids from Oakland, right? And so there's a lot of trauma, um, there's a lot of violence in the community, right? And so or inside the household as well. And so what's happening is, is that these kids have lost their anchor, right? They now are like, man, what is going on? You know what I mean? If the only place for them to feel safe, to be heard, to be seen is school, now what's happening is that they're further isolating themselves, their symptoms for mental health have heightened or for kids who were predisposed to any like mental health conditions now are starting to see some conditions like anxiety, further isolating, um, social distancing, right? And we know that that's, like I know that we're supposed to be social distancing, but physically, right? Not through connection through people, right? And so even then, like before this, what kids were doing was they were always on their, um, on their, what do you call it, on um, Snapchat, Instagram, and all of that. And now there's like, a lot of kids are now even, not even doing as much, you know what I mean? Instead, they're just, I don't know, they're just trying to cope in a different way. And so what comes up is their use of marijuana or other substances is, is becoming a rise as well during this time. So yeah, I just feel like it's important for us to really just highlight the fact that school was a safe space for them for a lot of kids and um this has really affected them and it is harder to reach out to kids right for me i've been having a difficult time you know before this i was 
I, I never had a hard time. I was always seeing kids that weren't even a part of my caseload, but now I'm having a hard time even reaching out and for them to be responsive, right? Because they feel like, oh, well, the place that I was safe for me is not there no more. Well, you know, this is a quarantine and I don't got to do nothing or, or anything, right? And so, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Oh, well, thank you for that, Cindy. Uh, that question uh, stands for you as well, Mr. Dusa. Uh, you know, what are you doing about the youth, the mental, youth development and mental health and how it's being affected by this current situation? Yeah, thank you for everything that everyone has shared so far. I mean, obviously, it's going down hard on communities of color and poor communities, this COVID-19 and this isolation. Businesses, loaners, uh, business folks can't get loans. Uh, other folks are getting the loan money. Um, people are having a hard time getting their checks. There's a lot of folks that are um, immigration status aren't getting their checks or they've, they've moved their mailbox. They don't have their bank account set up with the IRS. Where's my check? You know, that little thing right that. And what, you know, Cindy was talking about the more violence at home and, and then not being able to connect with people. So the vision for this Zoomcast was, is to reach out and to, to empower, to hear students' voice, to hear the voice of the community and let students and young people talk about what they think they need to make things, to make life work. So what I try and do is create opportunities for people to express themselves and to, to tap into what they need. Um, when you talk about divide and conquer, this is the ultimate divide and conquer. Um, isolate everyone away from each other. And through this, somehow, the youth have the challenge of finding a way to work together to rebuild their communities. And I say rebuild because they weren't that good. The communities weren't that good what we just left. There's lots of problems as part of what we can see now too, is we actually have to rebuild America and, um, and make it more neighborhoody, make it more people getting together, functioning um, as organizations of caring communities. And so while I'm working behind the scenes through my coaches, trying to support them to do what they need to do to, to find out what I, I can about how to work in this particular environment. Uh, personally, I'm keeping myself strong. I think it's real important that we all keep ourselves strong, um, healthy emotionally, physically, getting to sleep, um, making space to tap into that inner knowing that we all have. And my main message I would like to say to all young people out there is, you are greater than you even know. And you're, you have more love and capacity to do amazing things than you can even dream of right now. And I hope, my hope for you is that you start tasting that and start bringing into focus that for your, your life and your reality. And our society needs you to do that because people are lost. As we can see on television and how people are acting, they're really lost and we need people to, to find it. We need to find it and you guys know and you know in your heart what you need and it's about speaking up and speaking truth so thank you for the opportunity to be on this show i appreciate it well, i thank you for the time that you're on here now we have a student on here that stated that you know she's gonna miss her graduation this year this question poses right to her you know uh, how is this you know how is your mental health like really what are you going through right now and how are you being being affected by COVID 19 this is very serious. So, you know, as a student, any one of you students can chime in at any time. Just let me know where you're at mentally and, and how you're trying to stay uh, 
stay from going crazy locked up behind those four walls. Anybody can chime in. Any one of you students can chime in. Even you, Pers Ms. Even in college. Me personally, I've been doing pretty fine. Like, yes, I'm upset. I've been missing, like, I'm going to miss graduation. I'm even going to miss my senior night, which I've been dreaming about having because I played softball. So, like, yes, it's, like, really bad, but I'm pretty family-oriented, so my family's still here. Like, we're all safe and healthy, so... I pray about all that and I'm glad that that's fine. And I also, um, like I've been able to work out. Normally I'm not able to do that during school because I've been so busy. So it's also like, it's a, a blessing that, and a curse, you know? So I'm fine with this quarantine overall. Thank you so much for that, Lizzie. Now, Ms. Maya Beard, you being in college, how is this affecting you from, you know, getting to, campus and uh you know getting your courses taken care of how are you handling that um i actually have to work on campus to be able to pay for my housing so i have free housing i'm an ra in the dorms so i'm currently still working we have some students who are still on campus they've moved everyone into one dorm the they have their own room their own bathroom to keep isolation going on but i would say like classes wise um i've been struggling a little bit but like trying to just push through it it's harder to like focus in class when you're just sitting there listening to your teacher talk um especially me because i take like sign language classes and i'm in my senior year so i'm taking 300 400 level courses so to not have them in class is like you're sitting there like i hope i understand once it comes to these exams i hope i can actually like remember this information, not just like taking the class to take it, but actually retaining information. Um, but I do know a lot of students who are on campus or off campus, like they still do post on social media. Um, and it's mostly like smoking, drinking, a lot of people have fallen off. People who I knew like were working hard, they have fallen off and it's like they're giving up. So many people have posted the same thing like, oh, it's already summer up the semester's over. I'm like, we have finals next week. I have three finals next week. One Monday, Tuesday, We're like we have finals still. We have, they're still giving us grades for these classes. That's um, our school is doing this. Um, you can choose to pick satisfactory or unsatisfactory because of the um, COVID-19, but so people's grades won't go completely down, but a lot of people have just like given up and I find like that's really hard to like watch a lot of people who were striving when school was here but now it's like people are giving up they don't care anymore they're just like I'm home forget it. Maya thanks so much for talking about that what are what are some ways that you're kind of staying focused because it sounds like you just said I, I have finals next week like I have all these 300 400 level courses and it sounds like you're able to stay on track so can you share kind of some some techniques that you're using during this time um me and my friend I have a friend who also works here on campus so I guess since I have someone here with me it kind of helps um we plan out all of our work so we know we have two weeks left of actual classes barely classes we're really going into finals. So it's like, I know I have to finish this by this day. So let me focus on this, finish all this, and then jump to the next thing. 
let's get stuff done in advance because I know if I wait, I'm just be like, oh, it doesn't really matter, forget it. Like, you just have to, I feel like it's something inside of you. So, like, since I'm still on campus, I still kind of feel like, oh, I have classes. A lot of people who decided to just go home, because our school give, gave us an option to stay on campus, but like, a lot of people were like, no, I'm not going to stay, I'm going home. So I feel like that um, well, no, environment I... change back into your home instead of being at school, away from your parents, your siblings. Some parents want you to go clean the house, do this. You're doing more. I'm not interacting as much with my family because I'm still at school. So I still have that I'm still away at school mentality. So I think um, what I'm encouraging um, the youth and my clients to do is to really just create like a schedule for yourself, right? I know that right now you lost your anchor. Like Ms. Maya was saying, like the kids in the college, they feel like, oh, well, school is done. Like that's just not just college kids, but middle school kids, elementary kids, high school kids even some adults, you know what I mean? And so what I'm trying to do is just really remind them that this is eventually gonna be lifted, that the stay in shelter place is eventually gonna be lifted and then what's gonna happen then? If you're gonna continue like this, you're not gonna be ready, right? And it's gonna be a lot more harder for you to reintegrate back into your society, right? So what I'm encouraging folks to do is just really create a schedule and have boundaries like from this time i'm gonna wake up at this time whatever time that is right um because i know some of y'all be sleeping till like five six in the morning and waking up way later than the day <laughs> yeah I'm just saying right i'm just I saying wake up hecka early so that's why i sleep okay like, i sleep in the day. so then for <laughs> you what i would recommend you is just create yourself a schedule like from this time to this time, i'm gonna write from nine to 10 or what I'm doing every morning, I have, I'm carrying my dog right here. Literally, he's my, <laughs> he is my coping skill, my everything, right? He's my quarantine boyfriend. Um, we walk three miles every day. Before I start, before I can work, I feel like I need to be able to just get my mind somewhere, right? And so what I do, I just do it by walking him for three miles that can look different for anybody else whatever you want to do whether it's meditate whether it's right for 10 15 minutes you know do that but what is really important is that you do create a schedule for yourself right like this day i'm going to work on this assignment the following day i'm going to be studying for this exam you know or whatnot because school is still mm -hmm. um going and they still have expectations whether it's satisfactory or not satisfactory or graded or not they still have expectations they're still um accounting for your attendance whether you went to the zoom or you didn't right and so you don't want it to affect your next year and that is like my encouragement for folks during this time and other than that like you know just take it easy i know that it's hard i know that anxiety levels are really high um therefore drink a lot of tea non-caffeinated beverages you know that would heighten your anxiety symptoms it would create more sleeping disturbances right so not drinking soda if you are going to drink soda drink sprite <laughs> drink herbal teas you know um and just just try to be um more compassionate with yourself treat yourself with more compassion and that's all i Thank gotta you say so for much now. for that cindy i appreciate that and okay swavy you know i hope you uh 
Okay, it's wavy, however you pronounce that. Uh, I hope you take some of that uh, to heart, you know, because you look like a genuine person. I mean, I can't judge from, from a picture, but if you're into this writing thing, you know, take some of these things to heart and try to build from that. So, uh, Cindy, thank you for that. Uh, Miss Maggie B., you want to direct the second question to Mr. Deucer? Okay, so what do you think are some ways that we can all come together as a community to better support our youth during this time? Because I mean, like we've all been talking about and we've heard from a couple of the youth here, like people are really struggling. So yeah, what are what are some ways that you think we can all come together as like both Chupe, but also like a larger community to support our youth? <laughs> well, we've been doing it somewhat. I've been seeing like, um... People have been putting together resource guides for employment. We're working on that right now, like how you can get a job. Um, I think it's something we have to build right now. We don't know what exists, but we have to double job. We have to find a way to tap into the resources for the young people and for the community. We have to be able to break it down for them, help them get it, get access to it. And um, I think we have to create a network. It's almost like we have to create our own bubble network inside of itself. Um, but that's always been the way for Oakland. It's just different now that it's all electronic and digital. But if you think about it, if you through social networks, you guys actually could probably do a better job like, of private social network and, and network among themselves so that they can actually make things happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was a good answer, Yeah, when you operate through social media, you can create your own channel. You can create your own communities. And I think you have to be very careful to protect your, the integrity of the community. Okay, thank you for that, Rob. I appreciate that. Um, you know, we have a lot of questions here, but uh, the way this is flowing right now, um, considering the fact that it's all bound, you know, bearing down to mental health, which is a very serious situation that we have here. Um, what do you think social media is doing to our kids? I'm going to direct this to some of our students here. Uh, any of our students want to answer this, please take the time and answer this. But with social media, you have TikTok, IG, uh, Facebook, and all these things telling you different things. You don't even have a direct like site to tell you the truth. How is that affecting you mentally? And how is that pushing you either the right way or the wrong way? Uh, and Juan, we want to give some uh, want to give some uh, feedback on that. Don't don't feel free. Don't be shy. <laughs> well, like the thing, like the thing is, like yeah, people are saying like the thing is they're making it sound like we're gonna die as soon as we step out the door, and it's just like, and like honestly, I don't really take anything that they say because I come from a family full of medical professionals. So like they tell me like this is false, this is like not actually true. Like my mom's a nurse, my aunt's a gynecologist, my other aunt, she's um she's a pharmacist. So like they know what's going on, they like see it every day and they tell me what's true and what's not. So like I don't really take anything from social media, like most of it I don't really take seriously because it's like an over exaggeration and they're like focusing on the negative, trying to scare everyone, but like they're not focusing on the positive at all. 
Wow, I love that answer. Out of the mouths of babes comes power, I promise you. Thank you. Uh, any, any other of our children want to speak on that? We have a few kids on here that may be able to say something. Ebony, Kays, Wavy, you know, Savion Johnson, anytime you feel like you want to chime in on this, how is social media affecting you? What is this TikTok doing? I've seen everybody TikToking from Shaq to, you know, these newscasters and everybody's just trying to find a way just to stay mentally healthy. You know, how is this helping you as a child? Giovanni, you can chime in at any point. I would love some of our children to chime in and really, really answer some questions to this. So take your time. Uh, any of our adults on here that want to speak on that? How is the, the internet affecting you? I'll chime in because a lot of these youth are my youth. So one thing that Ujima teaches them is that they need to uh, really dissect media and they can pretty well depict what is believable and what's not. I think what most of them are using it for is just an outlet because school is very important academically, but what was stripped from them was them being able to be social. And that is really what our youth are struggling with right now. They can't handle the academics. It's not being able to touch and feel and be with their friends. So right now, the youth that I'm seeing, they're strictly using it as fun. They're not using it as what, um, they don't look at it as an academic port. So to me, that's what I'm noticing. And I'm hoping that some of my youth see that as well, because that's what we really strive for is them to depict media and what is fed to them. That's awesome. Cindy, Robert, you guys have anything to that effect as, as far as internet and social media goes? And, you know, what kind of things that we can use? How can we turn that and use that to our benefit instead of it destroying the mental health of, especially in uh, the urban areas, well, what they like to call the urban areas, but uh, in the neighborhoods that we're from, you know, how do you think social media is uh, affecting us? Well, I'd like to just say again, uh, I think it's an opportunity to create some distinct channels, but you have to protect them in order to be able to talk to each other without interference and to just tell the truth. Um, you need to protect those channels and maybe have, be careful about who you let in or uh, so that you can protect it. Right. But the truth is hard to find right now. Um, you definitely hard to find it through the media. That's for sure. I really appreciate that it would be good to get some some doctors maybe on here uh some 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 health practitioners to talk about what do we really need to worry about maybe some public health officials but but you know even them they could be thrown off like we need rational people uh to talk about what is the what is the logical way of of, of dealing with this this situation and you know being responsible to not incite people to get into more anxiety and more hopelessness but we have to find a way to find the hope out of the, all of this and i think like like i'm actually going to try and do some softball this weekend it may sound crazy but like put on some gloves put on masks you're doing protection and then i thought of like a graduation for us for a school put them in the stands of a baseball diamond spread it out by six feet have the person stand at home plate and giving out the awards and to have a banquet and everybody throw their hats in there and make noise together we got to find ways to get to get together and not stay isolated. I, I want to stay healthy, but we can, we also need to get back out there. So it's a dilemma. How about you, Miss Cindy? Do you have anything to say on this? 
I would just like to add, according to her, she said, yeah, we, we need to, um, yeah, the, a lot of kids are just using it just to kill time, really. But what I would appreciate, what I do appreciate is the TikTok. I'm, I don't know. I've seen some TikToks, and I feel like they're using their artistic skills, their dance movement. It's, I, I'm just going to call it um, self-care. TikTok is self-care. Um, but I'm, the only ones that I've seen are actually just dancing and I feel like I enjoy seeing a lot of those. So I would encourage more kids to like really engage in TikTok, continue to dance or go outside. Cause when I was walking my dog, I saw some girls like outside of their homes doing TikTok too. Right. And so it was really nice to see that that's not the norm. Most of the youth that we work with have other issues and there's just a lot more stuff going on at home. Right. And so for them, for us, coaches or counselors, teachers, um, we need to just really be reaching out to them through their social media, and which is where I was a little bit more successful. And I appreciate that, right? Because we're able to still connect, um, still have conversations through FaceTime or you know through some video chat, and um, yeah, and just be more connected in that way. And so that is, I think, the hardest thing right now is the social, the isolation part of it. Like we're supposed to be isolated. We're mandated to be isolated. And sometimes for people who suffer from depression, right? They isolate a lot. But when you're told to isolate, it, it feels differently, right? You're like, no, no, wait, no. I tell myself when I want to isolate, nobody else tells me when to isolate, right? So just, I would encourage folks to continue the TikToks. Um, do your self-care, create a routine for yourself and um and and like i said before be more compassionate and still more hoping to people because this will eventually be lifted um this is going to be kind of like norm for a while so i think youth need to find what their new normal is Hold on, Mama Nicole, you on mute. Oh, come on back. Unmute that thing, please. Can you hear me? Because it seems like it keeps going back. Okay, so I'm saying that right now this is their new normal. So youth need to find something that they used to do and still normalize it however they can now. For instance, I am addicted to Starbucks, so I still go daily to Starbucks, and it makes me feel normal. So I'm going to pick on my sister, Ebony, because she's been doing really creative work and posting it. So I kind of want her to share something that she's been doing, because I know that it's, it's, uh, it's inspiring other youth to tap into things that they normally wouldn't do and things that um, they can start to do to normalize the situation. So Sister Ebony, if you can chime in on some of the creative things you've been doing would be great. Um, I've been kind of like trying to do different things. I started um, gardening. Um, I have a lot of plants now and I started making candles also. Um, I don't really get bored or like sad really during the quarantine. Me and my family, like we get along pretty well. So we just kind of like dance or like just hang out. It's really fun. But yeah, I just try to get creative and do the things that I've been wanting to do, but I haven't had time to do. You know, I feel like if you just kind of find like what you like, you don't really get bored. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ms. Ebony. I appreciate that. 
I was just a continuation on before I let Maggie B take over some of this question. Uh, Mr. Dusa, yeah, I know you have a format, you know, on how this two-pay program is going to lay out itself as this time keeps going. Where are you at with that as of right now, and are you excited about what's new to come for two-pay? Well, <clears throat> this, this time has been one of the most stressful times ever for me personally in doing this work for 17 years. It probably is. And as far as my hope is that when we get back out, but what I was just thinking about what Lizzie and Ebony both shared that what they, they're, they're doing things. And what Ebony just said is she's doing what she likes to do. And that's so important. Um, that's, that's really one of the core messages of Tupe is to help young people find their talent, find what they're good at, and do the thing that they're, they're, they're good at and what they enjoy doing. I hire Tupe coaches because one, I want them to have cool hobbies because I think hobbies are a great way to connect to people. I also want the Tupe coaches to have ability to leadership and to build relationship with people. I think authentically sharing what you love to do in life and, in, and but bringing that out of youth, it's such a, such a key thing. When we were born, we were little, we loved to play. We had no problems being ourselves. And then we learned to clamp it all down and in order to survive and adjust to the systems we were under. And the opposite is what's needed for healing. Express yourself, find out what, do the things that make you happy, that bring you joy. Um, stay busy, stay constructive. Uh, when this unfolds, I'm hoping that, um, that Tupe really becomes even more of a healing, opening up people from their heart and, and, and activating. There's, when you take the statement, I am, and you, and you complete it with a negative, you're putting space in the universe for you to be that. I want the opposite message to be. I want people to state, I am wonderful. I am a talent. I am a very caring human being. I am going to do great things in this life. And that's, that's what I want to build is simple core messaging and activities for youth to be able to authentically stand up and say, I am somebody that you should take note of and I am going to be doing great things. All right. Thank you. Uh, Stacy. how do you feel about, uh, you know, what Robert Cindy had to say? And a lot of our, our youth have been speaking a lot today about uh, their feelings on the situation. Where do you stand with this? Well, I think the kids are all right. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, I just think that they're going to go about it differently now. I think everybody's going to kind of go about things differently. I'm also with Robert as well with uh, kind of getting the kids back. Uh, even if it has to be like an outdoor event or something like that, so we can still maintain distance. But I think that they need to see us, and um, I can't wait to do that. But um, it's going to be a new way of doing things, I think. And, and I think that even just this podcast, people learning to do new things and take more chances, I think it's going to be greater later, definitely. Well, you know, before I let Maggie B take over the mic, um, I just want to say that I'm a fan of the laws of attraction. Um, I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but uh, you put it out there and it's definitely to come back to you. So for me, I'm trying to put as much positive energy in the air as I can, because being at home, I'm not even going to speak on what I'm dealing with at home. Uh, but I have to believe in the laws of attraction and find the positivity in what I'm doing. So, you know, without further ado, Maggie B, uh, you want to address any questions to our children out there? I'm sure they have plenty to say. I know my daughter does. Okay. 
So, you know, whenever you get a chance, she has a mouth for TV. So go ahead, go for it. Uh, yeah, so kind of just like piggybacking off of what um, Sister Nicole and Robert and Stacy were all just talking about, um, and also Ebony, I really liked what you had to say about gardening and different things that, that you've been doing. So just like for any anyone in here who wants to answer, what what are some things that like you love to do and that those could be things that like you did kind of before this era that we're in right now and you haven't necessarily found a way to incorporate it yet. Um, or it could be things that, that you have found a way to incorporate and that you've been doing every day. Um, but yeah, either way, just like to kind of remember those things that you're passionate about and that you love to do. So anyone, anyone who wants to answer that. Kyla, why don't you take the mic? Well, you're not getting paid. Uh, Joam Anyagwe, uh, would you like to take the mic? Sure. <laughs> but like, um, this whole experience, I've, I really, the thing is like, it's really like hard for me because like, I do have a lot of hobbies and things that I like to do, but the thing is, they're all at school. Like, I don't have anything to like do at home that I like, and there's not much for me to do because when, cause like people know me, I'm like, I'm very athletic. Like I'm always at practice. And if I'm not at practice, I'm doing things for BSU or Eugene. So I was like, always busy but the thing about quarantine is like now that I don't have school it's like there's nothing left for me because during the school year because during the school year I would have football I had wrestling and I had softball I had everything like everything's always planned out for me I always know what I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do next so like now that I don't have school anymore there's literally nothing for me to do and I think like it's like messing me up mentally because all I do is I wake up I get ready, I eat, and then I sleep. That's like what my life is every day because I don't have anything for me to do at home. Well, that was powerful. Uh, any, uh, Lizzie, uh, Savion, Kay's Wavy, anybody want to chime in on that question? Some hobbies I have, I like to, I like to read. So I've been, I downloaded this app called Libby. And it's pretty much like you can pick what library you go to and you can just get like a bunch of different books that you can download. I've been doing that. That's a hobby of mine. That's a great hobby of yours. How about you, Savion? I see you want to dive in there and say something. Uh, for me, I've just been trying to like keep my basketball schedule because I got a hoop in my house. Because before it all ended, I was just going to the gym every day. So I've just been doing that and a lot of push-ups. You mind speaking up just a little bit, Mr. Johnson? Uh, can you hear me? I got you there, good brother. Thank you. Yeah, I was, I've just been, like, working out a lot, like, because I got a basketball hoop at my house, just getting shots up every day. Because before it all ended, uh, like, the corona stuff, I was just at the gym a lot. So I've just been doing that and yeah, just working on my car, and that's it. How about you, Ms. Beard? Do you have something to say? Um, I just wanted to like, for like the high school students, I always wanted to say like, I hope you guys find something outside of school that you can feel like grasp you like, because I know like in college, once you leave, it's just like, oh, you leave, but we are joining like organizations and stuff that we focus on outside of school. So I hope you guys find something that you can build on outside of school. 
But for me, something I like to do is cooking. So me and my me and my one friend, because you know social distancing, uh, um, we get together and we'll cook like one meal a week. And like I like to put that on social media, like oh I cooked this. Look at this. This is cute. This is nice. So I hope you guys find something that you can like. Um, well, maybe for um, the young people out there who like sports, maybe you guys can video like videotape yourselves. Um, doing some drills or something like that so like you still feel like you're part of that sport but you're not actually at school doing the sport so like recording yourself do drills practicing still um, talking about um, different drills that you prefer during during the school year stuff like that thank you so for, so much for that Ms. Beard how about you Ms. Wilson did you have anything to say on the matter Yep, you're done. Okay. Anyway, Ms. Maggie, do you have anything else for our distinguished guests, Cindy and Mr. Dusa, that you would like to ask them before we uh, get ready to wrap up and uh, let the kids get off, give the kids some more questions before we let this thing go? Um, yeah, I guess for Robert and Cindy, just is there anything else that either of you want to bring up or anything else that you you both would like to to speak on or be heard about today. Well, it's been said that we need to get things going. I think um, we all need to start thinking about ways in which we can safely start bringing back activities, outdoor things and getting together. And we might have to, it's almost like our politicians don't think we have common sense. And I think in some ways, we need to start speaking up that we want to do this in a responsible way and we need to start carving it out and we need to show that we can do it. Um, yeah, I'm feeling kind of, I'm starting to really feel strongly about that. And Miss Cindy? Well, a lot of what's said today, um, I just want to finalize with, you know, just be compassionate with yourself. This is gonna be over eventually. We don't know when, but like I said earlier, create a routine for yourself. Um, this is taking like an opportunity to just really explore more about yourself, right? Like who am I, what do I like to do? Since you have a lot more time to think and, and more alone time, therefore use this time to just really engage in things that and activities that you normally didn't have time before, right? Um, other than that, be safe and much love, fam. <laughs> Once again, I wanna thank uh, Ms. Cindy Gonzalez and Mr. Robert Dusen for taking their time out to be with us today. Um, everybody that came on today, I really do appreciate this. These are times right now where everybody needs to come together, find some type of thing to keep you going. Um, and before we leave, you know, I wanna have our brother Dwayne, uh, Say a couple things before he uh, before we let this thing go. Uh, this is our fearless director and uh, leader at We Lead Ours. Um, very proud to be a part of both teams, Tupay and We Low. Uh, we take this thing very serious, and you know I hope that everybody is taking whatever they do serious because that's what you need in your life to keep going. So, uh, Dwayne, go for it. All right. So this. Awesome show. It's been exciting. We love to pay uh, awesome community partnership uh, and we'll be doing these things every Thursday at one o'clock.
So we'll make sure that we continue to kick out that stuff to Mr. Cole and uh, make sure that um, you guys are able to jump in. And if there are some hot topics that you want to talk about, definitely uh, bring them our way. We'd love to just create a safe space for young people to be young people and interact with adults, professionals of all different walks of life so that we can mentor, support, help, and coach. Uh, don't be a stranger to just uh, reach out and say what you need because um, many of us know that this may be difficult, especially I'm a social person. I love to go out, hang out. And so standing in the house, I'm like, this is not what I anticipated at 38 or what not. But I'm gonna leave you with uh, some a little fun fact from uh, why kids start smoking in the first place. And this comes from American Lung Association. The overwhelming majority of adult smokers began smoking before age 18. And many were addicted before they even finished high school. The reasons being their parents are smokers, peer pressure, they are smoking as a way of just being independent and just trying to create their own space away from their household. The tobacco industry has used clever marketing tactics to pretty much sway them in. So those are some fun facts of why young people decide to smoke. And those of us that's working in the space, remember, remind yourself of what you was doing when you were a teenager, mold, create, empower, build up, don't tear down. Um, we go, uh, all beat this COVID thing. Uh, God bless. Have a great thank day. Thank you, Jenkins. Uh, like I said before, I want to thank you all for coming out. So we are the scenario. We're going to continue this thing every Thursday. And each week we will find a different uh, set of special guests to talk to and just get some, some things off our chest that we are to do. I want to spend, uh, send a special shout out to this is Nicole and Jima for her kids coming out and supporting us. Thank you so much. Uh, Maggie B, Jamel, Stacy, everybody that's part of our two-pay program, Robert, Cindy, uh, Dewana, you know, I love you guys dearly. All the kids that came on here, uh, Maggie, Mom, thank you for your input. Uh, I think you got a, you got a life ahead of you, but uh, your future is very bright, you know, and Lizzie, Ebony, Savion, thank you for coming on. Wherever Case Wavy is, somebody let that girl know. I can see the talent in her, and I, I'm praying that she go far. So just put the blunt down just for a little bit. And we're going to go forward. You know what I mean? But anyway, like I said, this is We Are The Scenario. Thank you for your time. We'll see you next week at 1 o'clock. Appreciate you guys.